Tanya and Nettie. This is Series 2, Podcast 2, The Realignment. Sorry, my dog has decided that he uh, he wants to be part of the podcast. <laughs> I barely heard anything. There was just a little like... <laughs> How are you, Tanya? I'm getting better. How are you? How's Andy? Is his um, COVID cleared up? Yeah, he's pretty good. He had two days of being sick and then he isolated at his shed for the rest of the time because he was well, but I was keeping him quarantined. So yeah, yeah no, yeah. he's thank you for asking, but he's doing really well. So back good. to normal in the you? in the Macubri household. So good. And how are you? Yeah, pretty good. Um my biggest thing that I find is everyone knows we're on series two. So this is podcast one. And those who listened to our last series, um, sorry, our last podcast podcast one of this one spirit came in half an hour before our podcast and I got a huge download of information and physically that actually is takes a toll on my body I don't understand the science of how it works but the download comes in what I would say sort of 10 weeks of writing or weeks and weeks of writing um, if I was to actually put it out which I'm trying to do um but it comes in half an hour. So your human brain can't keep up with dialogue at that speed. But for some reason, it's like almost putting a tank of water into a small cup and somehow it fits. And somehow I can uh, obtain that information when I like recall it. Um, and so when I say a word, like it sort of comes in headings almost. And when I say the word mother, then all of this information will be remembered for mother or um, the graphs in particular, I sat at a computer and literally the graphs, I could type the graphs and they would come up into the spreadsheet um, to do the graph the way that they did. So yeah, a bit of a toll on my body actually. Um, achy, like achy elbows, achy shoulders, um, you know, almost like in, inflammatory sort of um, symptoms, I would say. Yeah, thankfully not headaches because that would drive me nuts. But um, yeah, that's what I would have thought I would got. But instead, I've just got just a physical, you know, tiredness. Yeah. I, um, I was always taught when it came to downloads and stuff like that to make sure that the energy, you know, how like our aura and, and, and all of that, to make sure that, that there's a separation between personal energy and um, spirit energy. So when the energy combines make sure it combines with spirit energy and not human energy. I don't know if that helps you, but they're prompting me to say it to you. So yeah. um, I personally, I don't get those effects. Um, I also have not received a significant download like you did, but um, I don't know if that helps at all. Yeah, I find that the smaller ones, I don't get effect, but the bigger, these big ones, and this is the biggest I've ever had. Um, a, a week earlier or just over a week earlier, I got a graph and some information, which I thought was a big download and I had physical sort of issues with it. But, um, and I started to to get that down. And I think that we spoke about on our last podcast of the last series. And then a few days later, I got a, just a graph, which this all related to. So they gave it to me in pieces, which was good because I, I yeah. now know I wouldn't have been able to physically do it. I think it's just a side effect of that amount of data. And it, I, and I have worked on it with uh, Nancy Rebecca when I was there. I used to say to her, how do you, how does everyone else cope with this? You know, there was a whole bunch of psychics that work in the industry and 
it's not that usual to get that amount of download. So I, she she was just sort of saying, your body's just going to take it, try to ground as much as you can yeah. and try and release yeah. energy. So I'll, I, I keep doing that every day and just trying to do uh, go off along walks and stuff like that that get my physical body walk in the ocean yeah. water and yeah I'll keep that up but but yeah I hydrate and all those fun things yeah 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 and it doesn't help that it's um it's the middle of summer so it's super hot here too so and muggy um or humid sorry so yeah but what about you um how's it going last podcast last series we spoke about um you with your breakup and mm -hmm. I know we've had a few listeners message in and one of them messaged me in particular about how much they love your vul vulnerability within that and was asking how you were going so it's lovely Aww. to know that the listeners are asking that and also that they related to you um and that they were relating to this this new softer side they could see for you and saw themselves within it so yeah well for starters, I'm very soft and I've always been very soft. I just don't typically lead with it, but spirit's been really encouraging me to do that. And, and this experience, like I said, it was kind of like my armor's been taken off and I just can't even find it anymore. But it's not just that I can't find it. It's that I don't want to, yeah. because I'm actually finding the way that I'm processing all of this with an open heart with and I remember your message being about kindness with an open heart and with kindness I'm finding it's moving through me a lot faster whereas if I was being shut down and and not having that open heart I think that this would be a lot more painful and not to say it hasn't been painful I mean I've had my fair share of tears but so far there's no contact and I'm um and it, that's providing me sort of the opportunity to just really go, you know, through the motions and I'm not crying as much, which is wonderful, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling stronger, but I'm also not feeling super headstrong and I'm not quite sure how else to explain them. Like I'm usually a very action oriented person, you know, I'm doing gardening or I'm cleaning the yard or I'm, or I'm project oriented. I'm doing all of these different things. And for the past little while, like I just said to my friend, I'm like, I can't even bring myself to do these things. Like these sort of project oriented things. Like I just, I, I just can't, like, I just don't have the drive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know if that's the new soft me or what, but yeah, I just don't have the drive. I'm going to have to get the drive. There's things that need to be done. <laughs> when the lawn is around your neck, you'll be like, okay. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, even, even my girlfriend said to me today, she's like, you know, she's like, you're doing pretty damn good with this. Like you're going through a lot. There's a lot happening. And, and she's like, you're doing really well. And I was like, thanks. Mm, don't totally feel like I am. You know, I'm, I'm still hurting, but yeah. it's, it's a different, I don't really know how to explain it. It's, it's just a different type of processing of it because it's in a loving way towards myself. Yeah. 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 It's, Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And I think, you know, maybe that you sh you're listening to your body in the right way. Like there's that project orientation will come back. It's just, I think your body just needs to heal and it needs time to do that. And sometimes that type of work isn't what's going to heal it. And I thought, although yeah. they get to a stage where you go, okay, now I, 
need to do it. Yeah. And, um, and, and I, I so I, I've been really tired in, yes. and you know, the, the relationship and where things had gotten to was exhausting. It was exhausting. And I yeah. don't, and I don't think I realized how exhausting it was until it wasn't there anymore. And then I could, I could just, oh, and just recharge, which is interesting because that's what, you know, the, that one message said was to sit back and recharge. So it's been nice. It's, it's been a nice sort of time to recalibrate. Um, what I did want to say about the new series is that after the last podcast, Spirit came in and said the reason that they're doing series is because they're trying to teach in each series different levels of healing and learning. So somebody might um, uh, resonate well with series one, somebody else might resonate well with series two and vice versa. But if you think back, we've gone different levels explaining all of these things as the podcasts have progressed. So I thought that was super cool. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and, you know, I can even look back on some of the podcasts because I had a few little like bitches, like <laughs> rants, you know, where, and, and I assure you these things still irritate me, but it, it's funny. It's just coming up in me in a different way. Yeah. And I too find that I can see over that short time and, and a lot of it is because of the discussion in the podcast and that interaction with spirit that I've grown and my knowledge has grown um, so much within that time as well and some of it was not that I didn't know it already it was just that it had been pushed to the side yes. and it was almost like yeah it's, it's being you know reborn into the conversation and into the thing and and with new bits of knowledge that you've brought in for me or that we've got through spirit um I'm it's, it's like putting pieces of the puzzle together. So I think both of us are at another level of discussion in many ways as well. And this download was a good way to, to start that off again, according to spirit. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and then they started giving me um, some information to kind of break down a little bit more what um, you talked about in the last episode. So do you want to start? Because I guarantee that they're going to align in some way. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want to get started and then I can come in or what would you um, like? Yeah, we can do that if you want. Um, I, I started typing this down. So I'm, I'm up to page six or seven. I, I, I'm not quite sure. But um, there's the, one of the things that I wanted to really stress um, when I was doing or they were stressing as they were coming up was that this is actually three downloads. So the first download was about um, the balance of our own intuition um, within a personal sort of level. Um, and it was by age group um, and it was sort of helping us align. So we will talk about how at each age group, at each um, sort of age role, like mothering or parenting, um, uh, grandparenting as a toddler as a teenager all those different things we where we need to be um to purely to, to align and, and where we can end up in the wrong bracket then they then they sent me uh, a message about which was just a graph about the years and it, i found it quite interesting because i i didn't really know how this fit in with anything but then the big download sort of so and it showed me obviously from the 1800s all the way and i i 
re-looked at the graph again, sat in that to get some information that was coming through and it goes to about um, 2080. So um, 2080 um, on there and, it, and we still aren't fully realigned back to then, but we're at a very good level. Um, and one of the things when I was looking at that was very much what you just spoke about just before um, was about we are emerging and opening up some of our areas and not putting those guards up because those guards have actually what has shut down our intuition in some ways um, and our interaction with people. And so um, that they work, they use the word armor and said that they people will be letting their armor down and not wanting to reclaim their armor or find their armor. So that's really interesting that that came up within your your earlier chat that you're like, I actually don't really want to find that anymore. Like I'm happy with who I am. And I wonder as a collective, if that's part of where it's going, the people who are actually more um, already aligned intuitively, like you are to be able to get that amount of information that you've had since that, or since the birth of your son, which was ages ago, and you were intuitive anyway, before then, um, you will already be so far up that chart. Um, that it doesn't relate to you in such a way, but it does in those smaller ways. So even those who are very aligned already and very back to the baseline are still going to find a growth. So that's kind of cool too. It's not like everyone's going to catch up to everyone. It's like everyone's going to in their own alignment sort of fall where they are. So yeah. Yeah. Cause we're all still having the human experience, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, one of the lines that they, that they write when I was writing it out, that, I remembered very clearly and they were quite adamant that I got the wording right. I should actually probably pull it up in front of me, but I'm going to try and run with it um, beforehand, was that they said we have many years to become telepathic, to become um, mind readers in, in that way, to see spirits, to see all those sort of things when we leave our bodies at the end of our life um, and that we one of the big focuses that, that they're trying to, to keep pushing on is the balance of your physical and your intuitive. So they don't want us to try and become massively intuitives and no physical connection. That's not where they're going. So they don't want us all seeing spirits and they don't want us all not verbalizing anymore. We're getting everything through telepathic channels. They're sort of making sure we understand that this realignment is actually a physical realignment just as much as it is intuitive realignment. And that's the message that they're saying is being falsified in some ways. You know, they're not this this whole um this change, this um awakening that they were talking about is an awakening of physical and intuitive. It's it's an awakening of both. It's a it's a reusing our physical for the right and reusing our intuitive for the right um, balance, I suppose. Yeah, and then obviously the third one was all that information that came through. So they were saying that the, that I needed to make sure that that listeners understood that there is three parts to this, and that three parts are the holistic one. So ourselves, uh, us as humans. Um, actually where we sit in that little thing ourselves and then where we sit as a as a majority so, yeah um i can keep i can keep going but i'm quite happy for you to interrupt if you've got something okay. to say I, well 
it's not quite totally relating, but they just kind of, I was, I was typing it out on my phone as it was coming through, but basically the first point that they wanted to talk about was community. And they said, there's a high level of individualism that is being observed and wish to share that has never been the point. This individualism, there is a high level of individualism people doing things on their own yes yeah and that's never been the point that's never been what they want they said um humans are connecting more with their phones and televisions and not people in the same room which you talked about they're shutting down people are shutting down and experiencing mental health at a rate that this is that spirit finds concerning yeah absolutely and they did say that they wanted to refer to this as as toxic individualism Okay. Um, they said aloneness is imperative for introspection and quiet. However, the basis of growth is growth is not done individually. It is done as a collective, as shared by Nettie, being in community. It's where our souls and intuition, as you call it, are able to connect and feed energy amongst each other. This is both done on an energetic level, an intellectual level, and a physical level. Touch. It, it's a repeating a bit what you were saying, but it's just saying it a little bit different. Touches of utmost importance in order for what they're calling energetic transference to occur. Yes. Energetic transference, they defined it as is the movement of love physically from one body to another in the event someone is more in their physical and not their intuitive. So touch could balance somebody more into their physical if required or balance somebody more into their spiritual if required. This is a way to bring the vibration back to opening the intuitive, which is being with like-minded people. And by this, people with common values and common goals will bring peace to the suffering souls. They come back to suffering souls. This is how collectively one holds the energy and allows the other to rise to it. This connection and toxic individual individualism stops this process, hence community. So the way they exp explained energy transference is if um, you and I say I'm freezing cold and you're warm and I cuddle up to you, your war the warmth of your body is going to warm my body. And it takes nothing away from the warmer person in order for you to warm me up. So I'm cold, you're warm, we cuddle together and it raises my warmth to your body temperature. So they're, they're saying that's akin to um, holding a higher vibration. So you don't get cold in the bed with me to match my cold. You hold the warmth to have yeah. me rise to the warmth. Yeah. It's interesting you um, talked about the loneliness there earlier too and the touch because that was a big area of touch that they talked about for sure. Mm -hmm. And that that importance of that exchange of energy that you're talking about um, uh, is what we don't do. And in, in particular, in Western society, we're very bad at touch. We spoke about that last week. And mm -hmm. um, as you were talking then, you know, I, I know that loneliness is a heading within that chapter. Um, and one of the cures for loneliness is touch. So um, and the other one is is discussion. So yes. is, is listening you know, um, and most people want to be heard. Um, 
and they don't need answers necessarily. And so sometimes just that that gentle hand or that gentle touch and that ear of listening is a But that alone is loneliness. an energetic exchange. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And and it is what we're trying to do. It's the energetic balance that we're trying to that we're trying to actually um get back. And these are little tools that that can help. You know, some of these things that you're talking about are how can we actually get ourselves realigned? Exactly. We can touch, we can talk, we can listen. And, and that's what I'd ask them for is like, okay, how do we break this down? How do how do we make this um in instead of sort of talking oh we're awakening and we're doing these things like how are we actually doing it yeah. in the physical so then they said a a bad level of energetic transference is the colder person gets warmed by the warm person and then walks away yeah so then it doesn't because how they show it is is the if the colder person doesn't stay cuddling with the warmer person once they've warmed up it can take warmth from the warmer person yeah. because then when they're on the same vibration their energy balances each other out so then it it just speaks about having boundaries and ensuring that because if if I come cuddle up to you and I'm cold all the time and I do it eight times in a row and I walk away every time eventually it's going to wear you down and you're going to become exhausted and cold <laughs> Yeah. You know, you're not going to be able to hold that warmth anymore. Um, and then it speaks, it it spoke to um what they mean by holding the energy. And what they're saying is that you have to hold it. You have to remain balanced in your own energy in order for people to rise to it. So again, it's that you can't um lower to the cold person you need to stay holding your warmth in order for people to rise to it and it says they said they are the ones that need to have the mercy of the room to have them rise to it and I was like mercy of the room I don't even understand what that means <laughs> so I, I googled mercy and it means to have compassion for someone in distress when you have the ability to harm or punish them but still hold your space that's what they added was, but still hold your space. So it's holding that energetic level, having compassion and love for somebody that's not there. When you you could look down upon them and be yeah. like, oh, you know, you're this or you're that, but you're just holding it there. That's the way they explained it. Without judgment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that doesn't mean that we have to be friends with them or in relationship yeah. with them. And then they clarified, when I say suffering souls, I mean souls that are not having balance between their physical and their intuitive. And they refer to that as, just as I was sitting down for the podcast, that can also relate to heaven or hell. So heaven being when you're balanced and um, living authentically and, and with on your soul's path and hell being when you're not balanced in that and and you're suffering all of these you know sort of emotional issues really as a result yeah and then do you want me to go on yeah. i'm just about done yeah. actually yeah no go so i love that they're actually starting to give me the message of the physical and intuitive because yeah, like, that's actually the language that they yeah. were using yeah, yeah, yeah. with yeah. me 
Um, and then I asked, they said, plant medicine will become of utmost importance. It said, a dandelion provides to some an ugly spot in their yard. <laughs> to us, <laughs> a dandelion is high in vitamins and minerals. And then they talked about um, specific ways to actually uh, boil dandelions, boil the heads and the leaves. And it said for a strong dose of antioxidants and vitamin C, but they also said, be very careful about sprays and pesticides. So it said at each time throughout the cycle on earth that these plants, flowers and herbs naturally bloom is in the time in which your body requires it. Yes. So as the dandelions are coming up here, that's when my body requires that plant medicine. When say lilacs, or I don't know if you can eat a lilac, but anyway, I'm just yeah. throwing it out there. When lilacs <laughs> Edible bloom, flowers. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's when we need that particular plant and the medicinal properties of it. And then it said, um, they bloom year round, although the sun is healing and warmth is soothing, more of these vitamins and minerals are required in order to thrive. So what they're saying is that in climates where it's warm all year round, it, it, it's, it was interesting because it wasn't terribly clear to me, but basically they were saying that although there's a whole lot that you get from the sun, there's also a leaching from the sun that can take um, lower vitamins and minerals in your body. So that's why the plant medicine is so important to, as it blooms to, and they, they, they didn't show me any other way of taking it really, other than boiling it in a, in a tea type thing. And then they said, um, in climates where there's winter, birch bark, pine, and nettle provide sustenance to endure coldness. So, when I actually looked up what these different herbs and stuff did, it was a lot of antioxidants, a lot of anti-inflammatory and a lot for colds and flus. Ah, that's interesting. Cause my craving at the moment is um, ginger, turmeric um, and paprika, which are all work as anti, anti implants as well. And it's oh, interesting because my nice. body's being that feeling you know inflamed. feeling it yeah and my instincts like my you know will and andy are like are we eating turmeric and everything um yeah but it, it's it's exactly along those lines of you know if you are if you listen to your intuitive um diet you will crave those things and those herbal mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. and and even if you don't know why you kind of like start going, I really feel like carrots, you know, and you're eating yeah, carrot and hummus exactly. all week. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, my, son, said, my son oh, was sorry. always, ate always that way. Like he would, he would ask seasonally for food and he would know almost exactly what was going to come on the, the fruit shop seasonally, and just that's, intuitively. And that's, that's exactly what they're saying is in your area, the food and the herbs and stuff that grow naturally in your area are the foods that you require in your body for the vitamins and minerals for that particular climate and environment that you're living in. Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't mean that we're getting oranges shipped from somewhere else that we can't eat the oranges. That's certainly not what they're saying, but they're, they're talking about this 
they're saying symbiosis with nature and our own bodies that becoming more intuitive to that and then they talked about cedar bark like bark from a cedar tree that it helps with sleep and anxiety reduction now i looked up cedar and all and i'm not getting that it helps with sleep and anxiety but that's what they're telling me then they also this is my very last part they talked about non-conforming because they, I don't know if that's a word that we used in the last podcast, but it was, it was, I think it was kind of like not conforming to societal norms. Yeah. But what they're saying is that non-conforming is to not live within expectations of being well put together. It's about me being more authentically who we are, basically our messy selves. So it's not necessarily like non-conformity. Oh, okay, well, that means that I'm not going to conform with the government and I'm not going to conform with, you know, the rules of the land and I'm not going to conform with religion. And that's not what they're yeah. saying. They're saying don't conform to like, like, for example, what they're bringing to me is, is um, you know, sometimes at work, like it's awful and horrific. So if everybody in this meeting is, say, we're discussing a really horrific file, if everybody's being stoic and I feel like crying, I should just cry. Yeah. It To not conform to, and they're speaking a lot of it being around emotions, not conforming to how we're supposed to act. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have manners. It doesn't mean you go tell your boss to F off. That's not what they're saying. Be living more authentically in your emotional body and allowing that to happen and not having this like stoic 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 face yes. stoic yeah. presentation i'm sure this is a message for me <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if that um comes under the i don't know if i spoke that last week as well i'll have to listen to last week so i know what i said because a lot of this when it comes in and i, I repeat it i don't i don't remember it um but they talked about masking our emotions. Um, yes, that's and, what they're talking about. Yeah, okay. So it's yes. it's like everyone looks happy and you're looking around and go, oh, everyone's happy about this and so I'll be happy about this. <laughs> but I'm really feeling uncomfortable. And then you go, actually, I feel uncomfortable. And then four or five other people go, do you know what? I feel really uncomfortable about this too. It's that yes. releasing of the – but we're all thinking, okay, that, that we can't – uh, show everybody that else seems to have it everybody else seems to have it together so I need to look like I have it together yeah I had and this that's one the girlfriend. conformity for sure mm -hmm. yeah. that's exactly what they're talking about so it's not this big like um fight against the machine for non-conformity that's not what they're asking they're asking you to realign and be very authentic with where you're at and I had this, um, it just reminded me of this girlfriend that I had when uh, Zach was a baby and her and I would get together and our kids would play. And she was one of the only people that was like really authentic. And I can't stand people that aren't authentic. I, you know, you can just see it. And I, and I'm like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I very much value authenticity. And we would sit back and she'd be like, how you doing? I'm like, I'm fucking exhausted she's like me too and he wouldn't sleep and he did this and she's like I don't have a clue what to do 
I don't have a clue what to do. I don't know what to do with him. And I'm like, oh my God. And then this happened. Like nobody tells you these things. I'm like, you know, we're talking about childbirth and oh my God, my, this is happening. And she's like, oh my God, thank God you said that. She goes, everybody makes this look so easy. This isn't easy. You know, so we would have these wonderful, like authentic conversations about the reality of being new mothers. And that is what they're saying for non to not conform. Yeah. So yeah, don't absolutely. conform and be like, I'm great. Everything's good. Little Johnny slept last night. Yay. Yeah. We, um, about a year ago, I started getting things that I needed to do more energy circles. And that's like people getting together on a topic. And one of the things you find with an energy circle is you have four or five people up to six, even, even bigger, but most of these in-person ones are about six people. And, um, when someone starts talking on a topic, they sort of start a bit, oh, I don't know if I want to say too much here. But then as they start to unfold, everyone sort of almost takes a deep breath and goes, oh, me too, me too. I've never told anyone this. I've never told anyone this. So it's a way to communicate those sort of feelings in in an enclosed group um, where you will start to realise that judgment um, you know, you're not ruining your whole life by this. You're just doing it in a smaller circle and, and putting your toe in the water. And you'll find from these circles that the more you actually say that what you think, the more other people will agree with you. Um, and so anyone who's kind of thinking, how can I, how can I put my toe in the water in this? How can I start to actually say how I really feel, you know, to people start an energy circle. Sometimes they're good to start with people you don't know. Like if you've got social, um, uh, you know, we have sort of heads up in our area Facebook pages and you can go on there and say, would anyone like to join a walking group? And people will just jump on and it usually ends up being strangers. And that becomes a group that you can walk with once a week. You know, if you're working, it might be a six o'clock walk in the evening on a Wednesday and you get together and you start to talk about these topics each week. And you'll find that it's a really good way for yourself to open up and to have these conversations that you would have had with you know, in a small mother's group or in a thing that you get to an age where you don't have those anymore. You know, your kids actually bring you into things. And if you don't have kids or your kids have left home, it's hard to say, where do I get this other than my workplace? Where do I, where do I get to, to do this? So that's kind of a, a more growing um, popular way of doing it in our area. We don't do walking groups. We just sit and um, have a fruit platter and bring a topic in each time and the ones we do tend to have an intuitive or a psychic sort of um element to them as well we practice our intuitive we do a meditation if someone has a way of doing a different meditation we might go for a walk together to meditate you know but most of it's discussion and most of it's talking about different ways we're doing it and trusting in your knowing and trusting those things so they energy circles work in different ways but i highly recommend if anyone is looking to do that jump on a facebook side or a notice notice side or even if you are a mother and your kids are at school jump on in the newsletter and see if you can uh, see if there's other people that want to do it because that will help your personal healing and it will help their healing and it goes exactly back to what Tanya said about being in that bed and warming one of the big topics throughout each thing when they talked about diet mind and body was that exchange of energy and they were talking about balancing each other off so you will give to that person and by giving to that person you're actually taking as well you're getting your own healing so you, you sort of um yeah 
any exchange of energy is is cyclical. Um, yeah. And if you can get both of them giving positive energy, so both intentions of being kind and love and joy, then that's where we need to be. And sometimes, as you mentioned, you'll get like the person who comes and gets the warmth and runs away and, you know, does that eight or nine times. So that's where you'll get a negative energy. You walk away feeling a bit crappy and not as good. I mean, you've got to steer away from that as much as you can. But um, there, in most cases, you will find that the other person also needs the healing. So they will do the same sort of exchange um, yeah. and, and get you on that on that line. The other thing I wanted to, to go back to was your comment on the diet because they talk about seasonal um, food and seasonal eating. Uh, and one of, the, one of the ones that I'm familiar with myself is honey. If you eat the honey from your area, you're you're less likely, or it works better on um, allergies, allergies in your area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you eat honey from for us, I'm in, um, you know, an, another say another state in Australia. That honey is not going to have the same benefits unless the flora and fauna is actually similar. So the bees yeah, are using and they're that. saying that's the same thing with like local fruits and and things yeah. like that. Absolutely. So it's eating that thing. One of the things that they brought up in the download, um, which was flooding back in as you were talking on that, which we need to be mindful of. And the reason that the, we're going to struggle to get back to where we were with seasonal eating is that um, before we had so much travel that we have now, so people were born and lived genetically in their own countries and the travel was a lot less um, geographic we our systems actually worked for a certain diet and as we start to interbreed and move across in you know a holistic way as humans um, and we can travel so much then our diets um, and our bodies can't don't align as much as what it is so we need to start thinking also about the intuitive side so I mean we've got opposite um, seasons at the moment, but I went over into your country for a month and then I'm eating for food that's available in your country. And it's saying that the crossover of that is that I should also be eating seasonal for back in my country. But I also need to realize that the weather's different where you are and I need to be eating the, the food in yours for the allergies in yours. So there is a crossover that's a lot harder for us than it was a hundred years ago. And so our correction back into there is um, not as black and white, not as, you right. know, right. you eat this, you eat this, you eat this. Yeah. And so our intuition becomes even stronger because if you and I are sitting there and I'm going, I really feel like turmeric and you're like, I really feel like honey, there's a good reason why we're doing that. It's like, because your body's still adjusting to this because you've moved over here or your, you know, those sort of things that you need. And even within, um, you know, my household now, I'm trying to cook, not necessarily what I feel like, but what the boys feel like. Um, and so like, I'm not a mushroom fan and they are, and my son just started, kept, kept saying, can we bring home mushrooms? And I know that he's, he's really good with that sort of um intuitiveness Intuitive so now eating, yeah yeah so now i'll make a pasta uh and i'll do a mushroom pasta for them and i'll do another pasta for myself and so i'm starting to go okay we shouldn't just blanket feed the family um if, if i can add an ingredient and make it pretty easy then i will or he's a good cook too so if he's making it he can 
you know, not put as many mushrooms in mine, that sort of stuff. So it is harder in a household to actually get the needs of everyone. I get that. Of course it is. But they, they yeah. spoke specifically about, and I, I like your phrase of seasonal eating, that it um, uh, helps with inflammation in the body. Yeah. And that's a big um, issue across the world. Like, yes. you know, the other thing that um, I don't have much time, we've got less, but was really interesting and I don't think I spoke about it last week but they were talking about I need to interrupt yeah they said they said there's one more topic that we want to make sure that she (laughs) brings up and they wanted me to say it to you and then and then you started talking so they said there's one more topic that you're going to bring up that's important and another one that you're going to mention that's going to be talked about in the next one and maybe that's so that I can prepare (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Very good. Well, this one is about um, that uh, this is a Western, um, Western women in particular are the core of where the realignment is coming because Western women, unfortunately, have gone the furthest away. So we were one of the most intuitive You did people. talk about that in the last Yeah. Time. Okay. And so they want to reiterate that... Um, we should be looking at our Indigenous cultures and looking at other Indigenous cultures. I did because I mentioned Mexico and those areas. Um, and they want to say that that actually works with the, the feeding roles as well. Um, so and, the, and who buys the groceries and all those sort of things. Um, so they're bringing that, that Western thing back to our, our diet. The Western diet is the furthest away from our seasonal and our Indigenous um, cultural eating as as we can. So if you fall into that bucket, um, start to look around at what other people are eating in your area that may not, that or people who are intuitive eaters start to reflect and go, what are you eating? What what are you feeling like? What are you doing? And and even getting restaurants to um, look, there's restaurants that do seasonal eating start to look at that and start to compliment them on their seasonal eating so that we can encourage that to happen as a as a whole I mean some people do it because it's cheaper it is cheaper way to eat well and it it would just be natural to I mean you're really going against the grain if you're and and I mean I don't seasonally eat I'm not claiming that I understand all of this I'm learning right along with everybody else but it makes sense that we would naturally be able to digest well the foods that are growing in the area in which we're living at that time like that just makes sense for us to be connected yeah to the earth in that way unfortunately we don't and that's what they're saying in particular western cultures and the way our supermarkets work is we have a label on the supermarket and we want that label filled for the whole time we want to be able to get that you know our fruit and veg are probably the the ones where they do have changed but we still want beans all year we still want corn all year we still want things all year and if we don't get it we're getting it in a can or in a in in another form because we have tacos every Tuesday and we have Mm -hmm. yeah and so you know uh, we have a long way to correct back um to seasonal eating it you know they're sort of saying from a Western culture point of view, you are a long way off. So don't expect to wake up tomorrow and go, okay, we're seasoning eating, you know, that sort of stuff. 
Um, well, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm sitting here going, I don't even know what I would seasonally eat right now. Like it's rainy and miserable. So you'd be vegetables, you'd be broccoli, cauliflower in Australia anyway, you would be potatoes. Um, yeah. Yeah. More into that root vegetable. Um, yeah. Ones. They were showing me radishes. Yeah. So the ones that are less reliant on sun, it's logical, right? It's like your, yeah. your ground vegetables that that um have nutrients I'm gonna, and water I'm gonna google this and look into it yeah it'd be interesting to find out what your seasonal vegetables are now and what mine are um yeah yeah and you can see that in the fruit I mean I'm lucky enough I live in a place where they grow a lot of vegetables we have we have um uh, local you know bananas and mangoes are huge at the moment passion fruit like um oh. passion, passion fruit has season has already been going for a while but they like our mangoes are literally ripening on our ripening on our tree now and then we'll end up with thousands wow. of them wow and so it's putting that into your diet but they're not expecting in july for us to have mangoes like you know but we do we're like oh yeah buy the frozen mango put it in our smoothie because it's because we love mango smoothies and they're saying no that's when you start to look at your green smoothies and your herbal smoothies rather than your fruit smoothies and you've exactly. got to be able to change it and then you level your bodies of sugars and everything that you're meant to do you're meant to put on a little bit of weight at the start of winter you know it's your warmth and then you're meant to lose it when it comes into summer that's just how we, I put we used it to on go. but I don't lose it <laughs> Unpack. okay so <laughs> so what's what's the next topic to be discussed? the next yeah, topic episode. which is flashing in my mind is mind so they talked about three things in a row and and they've made me write them in the document in a row so the first one was diet which we've really touched on today um of course you pick the one in the right order and the next one was really about the mind and um I've got the heading on my page and I've got you know the core notes written there but I've got to actually detail all of that um download as well so that will be interesting but it talk it talks very much about anxiety and about loneliness so we touched on loneliness today um but it talks about uh, in, in a lot of details, they were talking about anxiety and why that has become such a virus um, throughout yeah. our, our nation. And that the wonderful news is that we're really going to move away from that and we're going to start dealing with our, you know, things like people now, uh, it's not uncommon for nearly everyone to say they've had a panic attack. And that was not something that should be normally in our in our routine so and part of the little tactics of talking and touch and things like that will actually help us move out of uh, that and I think you mentioned last week that um, when we were talking a little bit about anxiety or panic attacks one of the things that can help you get out of that is to verbalize it to say I'm feeling like this now blah 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 and so you're already doing what some of the things what they're saying that society is going to start doing and um yeah so it'd be interesting mm -hmm. I'm I'm the, this one fascinates me a lot because it. Uh, I worry about I worry about mental health in such a big way, and part of what they are talking about is mental health in the ones they, they talk about this in a big way. Okay, and this is part of the reason why they did this download is mental health can actually come from too much intu intuition, um, mm. and so just as much as it can come from too much physical. So it, it's it's both sided we can get to the point where we 
want to escape our body all the time and live in our intuitive mind. Uh, we want to see fairies and aliens and all these other things because they, their escapism from the world. And so a lot of that's what, what I call spiritual bypassing. Exactly. So spiritual bypassing, all those sort of things is what we're going to have a chat about next week. And they do have some really good stuff. So little sort of tidbits of the way we should be moving so that hopefully you can listen to it and you can adapt it to your own life and say, how can I do it? I mean, if our homework for everyone is to go and find five things that are seasonally grown in our area yes. at the moment and see if yeah. we can add them and to our diet eating them yeah yeah or are we already intuitively doing it like you know I know yeah. I'm not <laughs> I've been on a blue cheese kick lately so <laughs> I don't know if that grows in my area or not but <laughs> oh I made a tomato and blue cheese pizza the other day and it was oh I love blue it cheese. was amazing so in fact yes. I'm going to the grocery store after this so I'm going to um check out what my seasonal vegetables are oh yeah um, one one other little thing they said on diet which was really interesting and I wrote about it yesterday um when I was doing my write-up was that um they were saying people are going to get worried that this means that you have to become everyone's going to be a vegan <laughs> no, saying, no, 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 no 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 that's not what they're saying at all uh and they're saying not that not that some people will feel that that's where they need to go that is fine that's that's issue but they said meat will become more a celebrate celebratory um uh, food uh so something that we do it on occasions and um celebration and less an every night meal mm. it might be like a sunday that you have a roast or um you know you might have it steaks on tuesday or something like that but it won't become something that we we do in our diets all the time um and part of the seasonal eating it means that we're bringing all these other vegetables and things and we'll start to realize that meat isn't a meat and three veggie dinner it's like what are we having for dinner and meat is an option um yeah so they're yeah, yeah. Th that, that that twist of thinking will actually is, is already I've there personally actually tried to um cut meat out and I find my body needs that protein and yeah. there's going to be people that are going to say you get more protein from these different vegetables blah 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 it just doesn't no, I didn't. And, and that was the that was the talk that they were saying where people have come from all different um, countries of origin. There is countries of origin where meat is crucial for the diet, and there's countries of origin where it's not. And because we've cross blended, we've got now not you, you can't look at that as as being where you should be. And then you there's individual body issues as well. They're saying, but um, so you have to find out that's part of listening to your physical and to your intuitive, yes. what it is for you. And once again, um, one of the sayings that they said is we've got to stop looking out windows and start looking into mirrors because we're not saying, oh, what is Tanya eating? Because then I have to judge myself against that. They're saying, look at you, look at your mind, your body. What is that saying you should eat? And then eat that. And Tanya's on the other side of the mirror eating what she's eating because that's what her body needs. And then yeah, exactly. The biggest thing we need to do to shift is exactly where we started at the very part of this talk is the non-conforming that you spoke about. It's the let's stop thinking that we all have to be the same because that would be a very, very boring world. Yeah. <laughs> as as one last um, thing, Spirit was just saying, saying that in this time of awakening and 
um, realignment. There was another realignment. Yeah, it's not. It is a lot of like I'll certainly see people be like, oh my god, there's such an environmental problem. I need to tackle it at the government level, or I need to tackle it here. Or I need to <laughs> tackle um, consumerism and and at at this high level. And they're saying no. And I've been actually personally saying this for a long time. It's about each individual person realigning because then they are going to intuitively make these changes within their own home. The change does not happen big. It happens small with everybody doing it in yeah. alignment with themselves. This isn't about attacking nor there's using the word attacking, but I'm, I'm not it's a side sure issue that whole political and that whole, is a side issue to this it's it's like yes. if you want to go political if you want to that's do not that's fine. where you go to yeah. create awakening you go yeah. within yeah and it's the mirror again it's not looking out yeah. the window it's it's very much saying I love all right that. What, what am I what what am I doing personally and then and do you know how much we lead by example like just a generational change because one of the things when we talked about the age groups they talk about the generational change and that that we're not um, passing down um, things so just by as a mother or a father or an auntie or an uncle or a sister or a friend you are influencing that other person anyway by them watching what are you doing I'm eating seasonally why are you eating seasonally because it makes me feel better because it it helps with my allergies it helps with these things okay you know, and them actually then starting to process that through the brain and going, oh, I wonder whether I can do that. Not looking at it going, I've got to follow what you're doing, just saying, how does that resonate for me? And then mm -hmm. look in your own mirror and say, hey, can I be doing that? And if I can, will that benefit me? No, it won't. Yes, it will. That sort of stuff. So, Perfect. Yeah. We are very much at time. Apparently in series two, our podcasts are much longer. <laughs> so. It was lovely chatting with you, Nettie. As always, we're on the same page. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, if you have any questions or any particular content, something that you want um, sort of expanded on, reach out to one of us. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you, everyone. See you later.